as God intended. Let's go. Welcome to Looking for Healing Talk Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. With a 24-7, 365 talk radio signal heard worldwide, America Out Loud Talk Radio is now heard in your car, home or office, on your smartphones, tablets, or any device. The entire platform has built been built from the ground up with great thought and enthusiasm and a vision that stretches far, far into the future. Welcome. I'm your host, Dr. Jana Schmidt, naturopath and herbalist. I have a really wonderful show for you today, but first I want to encourage you that no matter what your situation, a strong mind and body are powerful resources. I'm here to help equip and encourage you with the health tools that create and maintain strong minds, strong bodies to keep you grounded and flourishing in this hectic, crazy world. Each week, I share a new health information with you, something that you can utilize to build strong, healthy minds, bodies, and lifestyles, advice that is practical and easy to implement. So let's get right to it. It's time to empower you with today's health information because after all, knowledge is power. Today, we are having a conversation with the amazing Reverend Thomas Kasparek. Reverend Thomas Kasprick is a licensed and ordained minister. He has spent over 2,000 hours of in-person healing sessions. Wow, take take a moment. Over 2,000 hours of in-person healing sessions, specializing in complex clients. Oh, thank, thank you. We need that. Tom has a professional background in architecture and technology. However, what defines him is his time spent over the last 25 years responding to God's call to administer healing and pastoral care counseling, including Christian discipleship, spiritual direction, inner healing prayer, and miraculous healing in both clinical and church settings. Now, the last few years have been dedicated to providing whole person care, meaning mind, body, soul. Reverend Kasparik authored hundreds of religious exemption letters, oh, so needed, for patients with ample research to back the claims that the vaccine is both unsafe and ineffective. Very, very powerful. This helps so many people. Uh, Reverend Tom is currently studying towards an advanced degree in pastoral care and counseling at Regent University in Virginia. A lifelong student, I think he is. He took a time. He took some time out of his education pursuits to start a telehealth a telemedicine practice with his lovely wife, Dr. Daphne Kasprick, who had the pleasure to meet uh, to treat COVID-related illnesses. Very needed. They are a powerful duo, you all, and they continue to provide patients with advanced med- mental health care to deal with the crisis that has exploded due to the pandemic. Amazing, amazing bio. And that's just literally, folks, that's just a, like a little snippet. <laughs> There's so much more to this amazing person. So welcome, Reverend uh, Thomas Kasprick. We are so happy to have you here chatting with us today. Thank you, Dr. Schmidt. Well, we're going to start with something we talked about the other day, defining science and the two overarching domains that you shared with me when we were having a conversation. Can you start with that, please? I'd love to. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I think it's important to when we're going to have a conversation like this to talk about what we mean about science. And um, there 
are two really important domains to think about when we go about the healing process. There is the physical domain. So anything that's material, your body, your your brain, your tissues, organs, but there's also something that's just as real in uh, in ministry and healing, and that's the do- the spiritual domain. And there's a science out there called methodological uh, methodological uh, na- naturalism, and met- methodological naturalism says let each domain be what they are that science will be able to have a good purview into the physical nature of things. And the spiritual realm is is understood well through uh, biblical, uh, I guess you'll call them biblical precepts, biblical principles. And uh, I, I guess another definition that's really helpful in this kind of conversation is I kind of think of science as the discovery of how God does things. I think that's, that's a healthy way to look at science. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. And I like I like those uh, definitions to get started. Now, you said science of thought when we were talking before too. Can you share with us a little bit in deep deeper dive on that? Yeah, that's that's a great a great question because over the last several decades um the science of thought is really when your brain functions, your mind has thoughts, emotions, beliefs, feelings. And and so what, what science has proven now is that when we think a thought, especially if it's toxic, it has the same effect on the on the tissues in the brain and the tissues of the body as toxins that you take in through the environment. And we don't often think about it that way. A toxic thought and an toxic emotion can be just as physically mm. and emotionally and spiritually damaging as a disease. That's so incredible. I want to I want to just go over that again, so our listeners really get that that a toxic thought, something that's harmful in your mind, even if it doesn't come out of your mouth, it's just in your in your mind, is just as harmful as ingesting external chemical toxins that we know are toxic to us. It can have that much of a negative effect on our physical health. That is so powerful. And to to know that makes all the difference. I, I wanted to ask you if you were familiar with um, Masuro Emoto's work. This is um, um, a man who took pictures of water crystals. And he took pictures of these water crystals. And when he just said prayers over the water crystals. They went from maybe muddled or just disfigured to these perfectly shaped crystals. And I've shared this in some of the things that I talk about. Like, if if it can do that in a petri dish, what is it doing within us when we say, when we when we sing, when we pray for each other? What is it? How is it affecting us? And that's just the water in our body. That's not talking about the neurons and the tissues and the organs. So I, I find that very very interesting. And I think his first book was called Message in the Water. It's actually a very fascinating book. Yes, uh, and I, I just, as a matter of fact, ran across a couple of those slides in the last several days, and. It is just absolutely amazing what the word of prayer does in the mind, in the psyche, but it also when the when the mind is in alignment with the truth of God and the and everything else starts to align with it, even water crystals. 
<laughs> and so it it is um, not a big surprise to me, but I but I I hope your listeners are enlightened by this because prayer uh, in the ministry setting is really kind of what sets apart what I've done for the last twenty five years, and it is in an adjunct to the mental health sciences, but we have um, multiple research reports that shows the efficacy of this kind of prayer that you're talking about when it's prayed over people, when you're, when you're doing um, ministry and counseling in the setting of truth, uh, it's amazing how a person will start to align with that and get healing. That's incredible. Yes, the wonderful. I'm glad we're I'm so glad we're talking about this. It's it's a, an important tool that is not only free and easy, but it's incredibly effective every single time. So I love that we're sharing this, especially looking for healing talk radio. Here's just an incredible tool for healing. So you said something to me the other day. I thought it was really cool. You said, uh, let's see if I can remember. The brain is the quarterback for the immune system. And I love that. I would love to hear your in-depth uh, definition of the brain as a quarterback for the immune system. Excellent question. And I, mm -hmm. I really appreciate being able to talk about this because, frankly, I've done this kind of work for 25 years. And there's it's been there's been quite a genesis of understanding. And, you know, I when as I started to see people heal from the ministry setting, that's kind of how I came over toward the science of things, because as I was seeing people heal and I was like, really, what's going on here? What is happening here? So I started to study it. One of the interesting areas of study that I ran across is psychoneuroimmunology. And what that says is that the brain is it's more than what has science has thought over the years. It literally is the quarterback of the healing process and the understanding of where disease lies in the body. It's, it's a phenomenal um, pathway along the vagus nerve where there's, where there's neurotransmitter packet pockets. And when the brain emits um, uh, emotional pain, when you emote, you emote certain types of neurotransmitters which travel along the pathway of the vagus nerve. And when you have physical pain, your body knows it's in pain and it sends the neurotransmitters back up to the brain along the exact same pathway. So when, when it comes to the vagus nerve and the, and the response, the immunal response to neuroinflammation and inflammation in the body from disease or an injury, the pathway is exactly the same. The body does not know the difference between um, the emotional pain versus the physical pain. The, the, the um, I guess the pathway of pain is the same and the body's response is the same, whether it's emotional or physical pain. Right, right. That's incredible. And you said the vagus nerve. So I didn't really, I mean, I, I'd heard of this concept, but to really put it in this in this way makes so much sense. I, I have um, done some work studying the vagus nerve in relation to um, gut health and people's ability to eat and choose the right the right thing to eat. So in just that part of work, and this is just you know dietary type of things, but it does take a toll on your emotion. That vagus nerves plays a role in that as well, and it's just very powerful. I, once um, read that, you know, when your brain tells you you should eat this lovely salad, 
that's the one message. And then there's the donuts over here that if you have bacteria growing in your gut, that is not good, right? Candida or something, it will send nine messages for that one saying, oh no, feed us this. And when people start to understand how their body works and how the messages go back and forth, it's so much easier to overcome the obstacles. So sometimes just teaching people what their body's doing. And then if they choose that salad, it's going to make the voices of the bacteria less the next time they're faced with a dilemma on what to eat, because there's so much power between the gut and the brain. So this is this is really cool that um, we're talking about the immune system being closely tied because there's that gut immune connection. And this uh, explains it perfectly. Yes. So uh, how does all this relate to the recent, uh, we, we can call it a pandemic, pandemic, how does it all relate? Yes, yes. So I think uh, what we started to experience as we treated COVID cases, um, people completely panicked. Um, they had a loved one, a husband who stroked out when he got the vax something really happened in the family. They weren't able to see their loved ones. People were just um, in a panic. And I we noticed a pattern that it was really kind of forced. And we, I started to look into that a little bit and research it, um, run across some work that really talks about that there was um, an already a generalized anxiety about the COVID, um, the coronavirus. And, you know, People said, well, we really don't know what it's going to do. So there was this kind of um, generalized anxiety about everything. And then pretty soon now you have to mask. Now you're being forced to take a vaccine, which is experimental. Nobody's sure. Then they're starting to see their loved ones die. And I think um, a good way to characterize what was going on um, didn't come until later when we started to see that there was like a mass delusional uh, psychosis that developed because you you know you can't see your loved one die you can't you know mm. first of all you have to deal with their death but now you can't be with them um you can't be with other people you have to lock yourself in a room people became very paranoid and it just started to snowball and so we realized that this was just as much of a pandemic of fear and chaos as anything else and um the, i guess the thing that i lament the most along the way is you know, we we first had to deal with a person's physical illness. We had to get them well physically before they would have the resources to really kind of dig into the fear and the anxiety, depression. But then we started to see something else uh, interesting and it kind of ties this whole notion of the quarterback of the brain and the messaging that goes through the, 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 the vagus nerve is that you have this um, this physical, this spiritual things going on, the separation, and all of a sudden, you're just um, completely overwhelmed. And it's so overwhelming that basically what people were doing was trying to deal with it by not dealing with it. And so when we would try to encourage them to get ministry or healing in that way, they would say, oh, I'm fine. And, uh, you know, this and that's all part of the whole plan that people started to succumb to, which is not only was it just amazing amount of fear, um, we were separated from our churches, we were spiritually separated from our loved ones and physically separated. We started now seeing um, in the brain, we started to see what we call brain fog. Uh, people were starting to get 
um, you know, neurological disorders. There's a lot of neuroinflammation that started to happen because of the spike protein coming into the neurons nucleus in the brain. So not only was it the emotional side, but there was a literally a physical attack on the brain cells. Wow. Absolutely incredible. Uh, and this, when you were saying that people would say, oh, I'm fine. And uh, what, what sort of thing happens do you think to the body when they start to repress it and, and verbally say, I'm fine. And then people aren't reaching out to them anymore. What do you, what do you think happens as far as most people physically? I know everyone's different, but. Yes. Oh, that's a great, it's a great thing to talk about here because I think that you know, when you suppress or repress emotions, they don't go away. Right. They stack up, they continue to be an issue. And the more that you try to fight it, um, the worse it gets for your health. So as you try to suppress or repress these incredibly powerful emotions, um, it does have enough, it does exacerbate the activity of the spike proteins in the body or the or the viruses or the bacterias in the body. There's more cell damage, there's more oxidative stress in the brain. It just starts to kind of snowball. Right. And um, you know, there's several experts out there that are talking about early onset dementia. Um, they're, they're saying that there's gonna be a huge uh, wave of people getting Parkinson's and some of the brain disorders that are really just the neuroinflammation from this combination of repressing, um, having the body try to deal with that, um, the neurotransmitters that are uh, transferred through the worry, the doubt, the fear, unforgiveness, bitterness, whatever the emotions are that you're dealing with, literally increases the cellular activity in the physical body as well. My goodness. Oh my goodness. So there's so much need right now, right? There's so much need. Uh, we are going to take a short break, but when we're going to come right back and continue this very important discussion with Reverend Kasprick. So stay with us and you can find out more about looking for healing talk radio and get all the latest podcasts. If you go to the menu bar on America out loud, it's under our shows and then you can find us there. So you can, you can be in the know and you can share. Um, also remember that um, to listen to looking for healing talk radio, uh, 11 a.m. Monday through Friday, and Monday is uh, with the amazing Dr. Brian Artis as your host. Tuesday, the lovely Nicola Burnett as your host. Wednesday, incredible Dr. Henry Ely is your host. And Thursday, you got me, Dr. Jana Schmidt, as your host. And on Friday at 11 a.m., we all come together to discuss current health topics and take questions from you. To submit your questions for a discussion on our Friday show, go to America Out Loud under shows and you'll see Looking for Healing. There you can submit your questions. Keep them coming. They're absolutely amazing. We're getting to as many as we possibly can. Stay with us. We'll be right back. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. 
Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Out loud. World class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Welcome back to Looking for Healing Talk Radio on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Looking for Healing Radio is sponsored by Global Healing, simply the finest, most potent, most effective natural medicines in the world today. You can feel the difference that integrity and love makes in making medicine for you. Go to globalhealing.com and enter promo code OUTLOUD to discover the medicine God intended for us all and get incredible deals. Remember that's Global Healing. Dot com And you can also go to americaoutloud.shop and get some more information. So let's continue this discussion with Reverend Thomas Kasparek. We really appreciate you being here. So we Thank were you. talking about um, how the pandemic has uh, affected people um, emotionally. We were talking about the stress of holding things in. Uh, I know that just physically, if you are stressed, that... Um, B vitamins just get eaten right up. And without B vitamins, people often feel fatigued. And that's one of the main things I hear when people come, like they're just tired. They're just exhausted. No matter how much they sleep, no matter what they do, they're just exhausted. So I definitely see that stress and anxiety has risen greatly with a lot of other things too. So um, Reverend, Reverend Tom, please share with us some of the healing tools. I know uh, we were talking about getting to the root cause. We are we are very alike in that. We we don't chase the pharmaceutical model by just throwing a something at the symptom. We definitely love the root cause. And I want to hear from you about in this regard how how to get to the root cause of this. How can we help people? Well, that's great. Yeah. So thank you for the opportunity to do this. Uh, it's something that I've been trying to define for 25 years. I've got two books in the works and, you know, it's just been a, a big challenge. But so there's a couple of notions, I think, that are important to uh, talk about as we get at the uh, the ministry and how it works. Uh, one of the concepts uh, is called transference. There is a there is a an objectivity, an object permanence that we have. So um, just think about it in terms of how much I love God and how much God loves me, that he's our object of permanence, that we're always aspiring to his truth uh, and to walk in his ways and to and to receive the peace from him. But when you think about this notion of transference, how does God's love affect our heart? How does the love of a mother reach her son? And how does the son's love come back to the mother? And so there's this whole notion of object permanence and transference uh, that goes back to Freud, really. The only downfall for Freud was his his notion of transference was rooted in physics, 
because he was an atheist. So mm -hmm. our notion of transference and object permanence has to do with the spiritual realm and God and his love coming to us and coming into our hearts and then our love back to God, which is materially changed in our heart back to God. And so there's this kind of cyclical thing. So you also have, as we mentioned, you have the spiritual domain. It's a, There's a set of dynamics that occur in the spiritual part of you and there's a psychical dynamics now they each have their own way of connecting and inter uh, in, interwovenness they're inextricably woven and so the notion of healing has to address this interplay and that when there's health between the two of them uh there's there's synchrony there's peace uh there's joy there's calmness your world is you know uh it, it's a it's a better place when they're not when they're not in sync, uh, let's say that one domain is uh, believing something that's not true or your spiritual part of you is out of whack, you're going to have what I call a dissonance there. And so this is where emotional and psychic pain come in is when your spiritual dynamics and your psychic dynamics are not um, in synchrony with each other. They're not in agreement, I guess is the best word. And so what we find when people are in emotional pain uh, or spiritual pain is that there's something uh, that is believed or felt that doesn't have its basis in truth. When we, if we can get to that place and uncover it, expose it to God's truth, there's healing, as you mentioned earlier, every single time. Amazing. So I do have a quick question, and we didn't talk about this before. We have not discussed this before, but I know there's a book out there, and I read it a long time ago, and I didn't really revisit it, but now it's gaining some traction. And I would really love from your biblical perspective and your wisdom what you think of the book, and it's um, The Emotion Code. The Emotion Code. Do you do you know this book? Do you know I the, the work? I have not read that one. Um, I have not read that one, and I okay. haven't heard that concept stated that way um and but there's a, there's a body of work out there and i'm i'm gonna assume it's similar but maybe i'm not correct but there's a body of work out there called who switched off my brain I and, heard that one. Uh, basically the notion is that when there's toxic thoughts and toxic emotions um the neurotransmitters are admitted immediately uh can start uh a a poison in the body it literally gives toxemia and so when you have toxic thoughts and emotions the toxins go through the body it changes the ph of the body to a more acidic mm -hmm. and, and it literally affects the physiology and that's what we've seen when there's this kind of dividedness um between the spiritual dynamics that you are living and the psychical dynamics it literally will affect the physical and so, so you said that it, it would affect um, the pH of the body and can make it more acid. So we know that most of our body loves alkal alkaline. There's place for acid in our digestive system. But can you speak to some of the things that people might feel if their body is over acid? Sure. Um, and, it, and it could be um, either it's uh, the body is acidic due to uh, your diet, um, those kinds of things, things that you take into your body that you're so used to eating that we're now discovering have a, a very deleterious effect on your on your uh, your physical well-being. 
but it and so that could affect your thoughts um if you're if you're feeling uh lethargic if you're feeling sick if you have low energy you know a lot of that is low level toxemia and mm. but it can also come from the other way as as i mentioned the pathway of pain either comes from the the from the brain the psychic area and there's a there's a loci there's an axis of um the psychic uh to the brain to the organ so literally it can come from the brain as well so if you're depressed mm. uh you don't feel like getting out of bed you're gonna you're not gonna move as much pretty soon your body is gonna start to get a little bit more acidic as time so if you take the diet and um and the physical pain that you have from not moving say maybe you have chronic back pain or you have some, you know pretty soon you start to develop arthritis you start to get swelling in the joints in the musculoskeletal system it can come from either way okay well that's that's really interesting i'm going to add that to my list of things that make the body acidic so we know you know coffee soda heavy meat sugar processed foods often lead to acidity in the body but i'm going to add the negative thoughts into that too it's very important i had thought of it in that in that regard so people might have achy joints and um you know think uh, might even be diagnosed with arthritis when actually it might just be diet and their toxic thoughts and just even um and it's hard it's hard because there's so much fear and that's what's being pushed and there's lots of propaganda on fear 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 and so i always try to like when i start to feel any sort of fear come over i'm like oh okay, this is not of God. God did not give us a spirit yes. of fear, right? We yes. have power, love, and a sound mind. So when I remember that, the fear goes away. And then I just go, okay, what work do I need to do? Why Why? Why did I feel fearful? Is this something I need to be concerned about? Is this a problem I need to solve? Mm -hmm. And so that shifts um, so that fear doesn't steal the joy that the Lord gives us because nothing can rob that, right? No mm -hmm. outward thing. So Helping mm -hmm. to spell fear is one of my my big my big platforms because once mm -hmm. we realize that fear is not given to us by God that that's a that's a tool of the enemy, then mm -hmm. we can really start to work towards getting well and helping other people too. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. we're in that fear mode, and I know it's a lot of it's it's hard. Can you um can you speak to some other potentially maybe some other ways people can get out of that fear cycle? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So. When we when we do uh, ministry, we also teach the patient, the client, how to do it for themselves. And, and it's much like what you're saying. You know, you turn to God, you you ask yourself a bunch of questions about, well, where is this fear coming from? Um, and I have some very personal examples for many years about how I discovered certain emotions behind certain other emotions and when i when i laid my heart open to understanding what those are i can go there and resolve it like like you just said other people they they've had so such fear embedded such an early age and we talk mm -hmm. about this notion of neuroplasticity that when you think the same thoughts um and especially folks who've had difficulties in their childhood abuse, things that go on, um, traumatic experiences as a child that every child has. But the way that it manifests is that if you think about that thought, you replay that over and over and over, 
the neuroplasticity of the brain it literally builds a neural pathway and it, and the the neurotransmitters that are and the hormones that are emitted through that literally become a physical part of your body it literally becomes a way of how you think so we have to kind of go back mm. and try and and find out what those traumatic moments were and get into the moment and get to the emotions and what is believed about what's happening there, the interpretation of that event, we can, un we can undo, unravel that. And then when we discover the root of the emotion that's there, we bring God's truth. We ask the Lord what he thinks about this. What is his view? What Lord, what, what is going on here? What is your truth? What do you want this, this child to know? There's healing. And it literally changes a person's physiology because as you continue to think the truth, believe the truth about what God said there, and you start to live that out in your life, you literally, the neuroplasticity in your brain literally builds new healthy neural pathways. So there's a way to address that um, over time. Yeah, that's in incredible. So this is really trauma healing too, right? Yes. A lot of the fear comes from trauma uh, and I've I've worked with some um, orphans that some of their trauma was even pre-verbal. So it was hard for them to even express it or understand it. So mm. sometimes getting to the root of those things are a little a little tricky. But once you do and you can release them, and this is uh, what I think you called a resolving with truth. Yes. Well, and I can comment on that. Um, yes, it's a big deal. So we have we have several different types of memory so a young child's brain is not completely developed uh the child has what we call an implicit memory mm. so it's not like a catalog and a file that you can just go back to like when you get older but when you're a young child it's in there you don't know exactly how it got there it's in the brain, it's in the mind, the psyche, but you don't necessarily know how to get there. That's how we can get to those things, especially orphans who've had trauma in their lives, is realizing that there's implicit memory, there's traumatic memory, there's body memory. So we can get at those toxic emotions and, and beliefs, uh, even as a child, before they actually had a cognitive or analytic ability to understand what's happening to them. We can still uh, address that. That's incredible. I, I have uh, understood about some actual body work that people do along with with prayer, sometimes triggering some of those um, body points, because you said the body has the memory, too. Does that That's something correct. you work with, too? You do both the body work and the emotional? That's correct. So I, I was called, um, I did a ministry healing session at uh, in, in, on behalf of my church. The woman, um, when she got to her healing place, she touched herself right here. She said, I just felt the wind go through and she was touching her throat. I didn't think anything of it at the time. Uh, the person who was the prayer partner was a PhD naturopath, really became a really good friend of mine. It was the first time I met her. The following week, the patient called her and said, hey, what's what? Uh, the patient called her doctor and said, I'm getting sick on my medication. The doctor said, come in for a test. So she went in. Um, she had actually hypothyroidism and her meds were making her sick because she had been miraculously healed in that session through forgiveness and some of the other work we did. And when she touched herself here on her throat, I didn't know that, but that was her thyroid. And that's now, amazing. And, and she was a Christian therapist. She had a big client base. So she was 
telling the story to everyone. And anyway, I I started to do work in this in the clinic, and some of the 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 uh, clinicians who were doing um, cranial sacral work, they were doing some of the physical modalities, some energy work. They were starting to get these um, people would just start freaking out. Um, they didn't know what it was. So they called me and they said, hey, we need to cast demons out of these people. What do we need to do? And I said, no, 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 no. This is an abe reaction to a an event that they remember only in their physical body. So before the mind remembers, the physical body is like going through the trauma as if it was happening real time at the time that it happened. So what we would then now we knew how to address it, right? It was a it was an abe reaction. It's not like you're going to do spiritual work on this person necessarily. You need to get to the place where this happened and undo the interpretation, um, you know, the, uh, the, you know, to bring the truth into those toxic emotions and toxic um, thoughts and, and beliefs that come from those times. So it's a uh, more of a, a muscular detox from the event that the body held on to before that you did you just you didn't really even know right and this yes i think these happen to everybody right well, I mean, it, we all it, have yeah. traumatic events as we grow up just something that happens whether it's a an injury or emotion you know hurt feelings or something yeah there's a variety and you mentioned you know there's a lot of things going on with child trafficking these days and we've got a lot of a work ahead of us i think as this starts to unfold with human trafficking and sex slaves and things like that because there's a lot of traumatic ritual abuse that happens and, but it, they start them when they're very young. It's before the brain really has, it has mm-hmm. only an implicit memory. So the body, God gives us this gift that literally the the cells in our body have brain cells in them. So uh, when a trauma happens to you, before you have anywhere to put it as a child, you just don't know how to deal with it. Your body, the brain cells in your body remember those events and that's kind of the way back in that God gives us mm. to address the trauma the body remembers before the mind does. Wow. So it's just a it's it, and and you know when you look at someone who's a reacting if you're not an experienced ministry person if they're like and I've had it where people have been foaming at the mouth literally eyes rolling back in the head and they were literally going through the exact same episode when it happened to them oh originally even if they're an infant. Wow, that is uh, that is incredible. Uh, I actually I don't want to take a break, but we, we need to take a break. I want to continue this conversation. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about some true healing and ways people can follow and learn about what you all are doing. So um, I just want to mention also that all of the Looking for Healing shows go to podcast typically a day or two after the podcast. Pro- podcast. So if you've missed the live show then, or you want to share it with somebody else, it will go on the podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart, all of those. And you can also subscribe so you can get the little notices there. You can also rate the shows. So stick with us. We're going to be right back. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. 
It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Hello and welcome back to Looking for Healing Talk Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. And this is Dr. Jana Schmidt, naturopath, master herbalist. I'm your host today. We're going to continue our fascinating conversation with Reverend Thomas Kasparik. I We're going to talk about some true healing. We've talked about some uh, just very, very incredible, incredibly fascinating things that we need to know about our emotions, our mind, and how it affects our physical body. I I'm I'm just learning so much and I hope our listeners are too. Can we talk about some that place where we get for true healing to happen? And I know that you've experienced that a lot with the people that come to you. Yes. And I think the best place for me to start, Dr. Schmidt, is just my own journey. Um, you know, I guess coming out of some some trauma and abuse from my childhood. When I was when I went to the, when I got to the healing place, thank God there was a, a gentleman who uh, wrote some good books with Dr. Neil Anderson. His name is Dr. Terry Zilke. They wrote Christ-Centered Therapy together, um, and I was able to um, put myself under his ministry. Nice. I eventually learned that ministry, but my my healing path came through a PhD psychologist, and but was doing ministry as well. So my when I was coming out of my healing process, God showed me that this is something that I would be doing to help other people. And he let me go through that so that I could understand the process, so I could understand what's happening, be curious enough to take my own time and initiative to research, um, to continue to do as much ministry as I could to get that experience, you know, uh, firsthand and doing personal ministry in the clinical setting, in the church setting. So the the start of the conversation is, um, I was a wounded person myself. Mm. And so when I came out of my healing, I realized the gift that God has given me, but also the gift that he has given humanity by giving us certain types of things that are signs, signposts to uh, look for and and to to take those pathways into a person's psyche and their spirit and their mind, their thoughts, emotions, beliefs. Um, it's very important to know that even the most severely wounded, but even people who are just going through some some general anxiety, um, that it all has the same impact on your on your health. So it's important to not minimize um, what kind of issues you're dealing with. If it's just you know you're just generally anxious about your job or you're worried about um, where your next paycheck's going to come from, just certain everyday things. Um, I'm not trying to overemphasize the traumatic part, but what I'm saying about it is, is that if God gives us the gift of showing us how to undo that level of pain, 
then we can certainly address the rest of it. So in the setting there, it's important to take a prayerful, meditative, prayerful stance and bring the peace into the session. And so that right away, that starts to take down the defenses. And then the way that the session works is I give them their their role and my role. My role is facilitate. Their role is to actually really be honest, take responsibility for believing what they believe, for feeling what they feel, and to be honest about it no matter what it is. And, and that's, you know, God gives us that pathway through the emotions and the beliefs, emotions, beliefs. You ask a data question, what what is this like for you? What is that like for you? And then how you feel about that. And then you go, well, what is it that you believe about that? So many times we get to uh, the person's inner self, their inner, you know, some some people call it the original child. Some people call it, you know, whatever. I've had people in the womb. <laughs> heal i've had people stand up in their bassinet when they healed and so god wow. gives the 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 minister and the person who's hurting the pathways to get at these things unfortunately it's not a widely known discipline it's it's just not um widely accepted frankly but this process when the person is actually honest about themselves the level of pain that they're dealing with and admit to themselves that level of pain admit what they're feeling and believing about that pain eventually we get to a core belief and it's typically the what they believe about themselves right that sounds super easy but if you get to the core of your own identity, something, sometimes even something that people hide way deep inside, like CEOs, I've dealt with like lots of different people with different levels of success in their life. They can repress or suppress these kind of things. But if you get to that place and they believe that I am not worthy, mm. I am a piece of garbage, I don't deserve to live when you get to these certain things that you might believe about yourself, obviously they're not true. Right. God didn't make a mistake when he made you. So let's hear from what the Lord says about you. And bam, just every single time. Again, mm-hmm. it takes responsibility on the part of the patient to go there, right? Because it's painful. Right. But if you can lovingly, um, in a in a peaceful setting, a meditative, prayerful setting, um, just kind of go into the session. I ask a few questions. They start to go. And then just based on experience, we know how to get to the place where we need to go. And it happens. That's amazing. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, do you have a particular story, like another uh, healing story without using any names that you'd like to share with us? I mean, thank you for sharing some information about your life. That's mm-hmm. very, very powerful. But is is there is there one or two that you'd like to share with us that might encourage people? Mm-hmm. Think okay. Yes. Yeah, so um, there was a uh, a patient who had a lot of anger. Um, The anger, um, as we went through the session, the anger is really kind of a cover. Um, And what I discovered over the years of doing ministry, there's really only two main emotions and everything is tertiary from there. It, It stems from there. It's fear and love. 
Well, this particular person was very angry, carried anger throughout his life, lived without a father, um, never had the, the the guidance of a male in his life, didn't teach him how to do things and especially things he didn't want to do. Mm. So he grew up an angry, bitter young man and into adulthood, very, very highly accomplished, um, you know, a lot of skills, a lot of, you know, ability to make money and have a family and stuff. But there was this, there was this seething rage under the anger. But frankly, it comes from fear. So as we got into the session, uh, this person was uh, going through this, just this utterly despicable abuse. Um, uh, in fact, uh, his father was killing him. In, oh it was literally a life and death situation for the little boy. He was about five. It wasn't mm. the first time it happened to him. It had happened since a little boy. So here he's going through this traumatic moment. Um, his dad's punching, kicking, throwing him down the stairs. Um, and he's in this place where he comes to this <sighs> memory. And it had never been there before. It was something that had been suppressed, repressed, whatever you want to, whatever technical term you want to give it, it was way in there. So in the moment, um, when, when the, the child was getting killed, all of a sudden, based on a question that I asked, the presence of the Lord was there. Mm. Now that didn't change the situation for that child, he was still getting beaten senseless, but he reached out his hand and Jesus touched his hand. And all of a sudden in the tumult of the moment, there was peace. And then the little boy became, the, the anger came out. Why are you letting this happen to me? Why, why, why? And God said, because I want to show you how to help others through this same thing. Instantly, there was uh, a peace that came, and then a question came. It just came to me. It was like, there's the adult you. You can be co-conscious with the child you. Because of the concept of God's omniscience, you can be there and here. At the same time, you can be in the present, you can be experiencing what you experienced in that moment. And in that moment, um, I asked a question, I said, is there anything that that child needs that you might be able to give him right here in this moment? Well, and of course, you want to rescue the boy, you want to hold him, you want to tell him everything's going to be okay that God loves you and he's you're worth everything to him. In fact, you're worth more to him than he is. And when you come to a place of truth like that, there's just a so tremendous um, release of the anger, the release of the fear uh, of I'm going to die. You know, I can't make it. I don't know how to do it. All these things that were a part of that that rage and anger that that man carried through his entire life was instantly completely healed. Wow. All the way back to that event. Amazing. That's, that's incredible. And he didn't even really remember it fully until he 
really let himself remember it. It's really sad, but and it was. I think if I could just add, you know, um, you know, it was the skill of the is the skill and the experience of Dr. Zilke, who became my mentor, and I actually ministered with them for about nine years after that. Um, So it was a really amazing revelation, but it's the skill of the doctor, in this case, just the experience of thousands of hours of doing this kind of work, to kind of let the Holy Spirit lead, guide the questioning, be able to see what's before you and understand where things are headed and just gently facilitate that process while God does what he's going to do. I'm just the conduit in that setting. uh, And I just, I let the Holy spirit lead. And I think that's really where the most difficult part of training, translating Mm -hmm. that meta skill, I guess is the most (laughs) difficult part. Uh, But this is a, a real world experience. This person went on and, had a family, had children, you know, uh, a great life of their own and amazing ways to parallel my life. So, wow, that's, that's an incredible story. And it it is hard for us to understand, but anything that is horrible, God can take it and and make it for his, his glory. So we do have attacks of the enemy constantly, but if we allow God to take that he can use it for his good and heal us in the process. So absolutely true. And and just getting back to that notion of the the different domains, um, a lot of times when you see the anger be resolved, the rage, um, there's more peace. The person, you know, their heart rate goes down, their cholesterol improves. You know, they're they're mm-hmm. more coherent in their job. They might get a few raises. They might, you know, do a different career. I right. mean, it really affects the entire person's life from there. Incredible. This is amazing. Well, I, I know that you and your wife, Dr. Daphne, work together quite often. And just what an amazing combination you two are <laughs> it's to bring you. to bring health and healing and hope and, and dispel fear. And just I, I, I'm just I'm thrilled to know you both and thrilled to know that you're doing such good work. Can you tell us a little bit about the work you do together and then how people can find you or follow your work or follow you? Can you share that with us? Yes. Uh, thanks, Janet. I, I appreciate that very much. Um, you know, when when the notion first came to me, God spoke to me that we would have a medical practice, a whole person care practice. When I first met my wife, Daphne, I told her about it. Now, she was, of course, incredulous. She had um, a medical practice of her own. She was in, uh, had an emergency physician practice in a large local hospital here, 135 ER docs when the pandemic hit. Wow. So she was on the front lines and, you know, her team, um, she brought home the treatment algorithm. I looked, I studied it and I said, this is not a treatment plan. This is a death sentence. Wow. And uh, so what had happened months before um, I set up, um, you know, I'm a business guy. So I set up the practice with all the uh, things that you need to have a successful practice, you know, your licensure, insurance, banking, sure. website, all of that. Um, we named the business after her mother, Dr. Lily David, an incredibly spirit-filled Christian who practiced her Christianity in, of all things, Oman. At that time, the Sultan of Oman was a really amazing person. Let her have her home churches and preach the gospel to the Muslims (laughs) in that part of the world. So this is the progeny of of Dr. Lily David. And so Mm. I faithfully named the business. Anyway, so uh, I had already set up a pharmacy, believe it or not. 
Wow. So good luck starting a pharmacy after the pandemic, right? Right. So God had this plan the whole time. It was a seven-year plan that unfolded right before the pandemic. And so um, when we saw the algorithms, um, one of her doctors um, suggested one of her patients get a hold of us at drluliedavid.com, and he did. And he he went off of Zeralto. He, he he was ready to die. Literally, we saved mm. him from death's door. Um, we treated him with ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin. My wow. wife began to de-prescribe, so he was eventually off the Zeralto, um, not depressed, um, vibrant physically again. And that was the first of 2,600 COVID-related cases that we've treated since Ooh. the beginning of the pandemic. We've even developed our own therapeutics because we started to see the cycle, the life cycle of the um, toxicity that comes from the SARS-CoV-2. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And so that's a big story in itself. But people, and I feel like we sh- I should have you and, and Dr. Daphne back to talk about to talk about some of that, because that's that is a whole nother story. It's and a great conversation. Uh, we would look forward to that. But um, so people can get a hold of us. Uh, basically, when they when we give them we give them a link if they call because it's basically all been word of mouth, Jana. It's been hundred percent word of mouth. So Great. when they call, um, I talk to them initially. I get them acclimated to our what we do. I mention the mental health part of it, the physical health part of it, the doctoring. The doctors first. She goes at it. Right. Um, and does it diagnose, you know, does a, a full workup, you know, and we can do labs and all of that. Um, but, you know, we we work together and then she'll tell them, look, you know, especially if they're dealing with a lot of trauma, emotional trauma and um, anxiety from just having loved ones pass away because of the COVID or they're saying it's something else. Right. Right. Um, but we see it as all COVID related. So we treat, um, you know, we treat them well. And like you mentioned at the top of the show. Um, another need that people had was they were they were going to get fired from their job for for right. not oh, for refusing yes, the vax. Yes, for writing the 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 exempt letters. That's really yeah. Important. That letter was in many cases, and I I did it for Supreme Court people. I did it for NIH people. I did it for military top level military. All kinds of people saved their jobs, and uh, we were very pleased to uh, get introduced to their legal department because that letter was that intense. So that's amazing. All right, thank you so much for having me on. Well, you know, the, we all work together at Gold Care, so that's another way Gold Care members can have access to to your wisdom and Dr. Daphne Kasparek's wisdom, and then mine yes. as well. So it's a it's an absolutely incredible parallel system with. Um, MDs and uh, PAs and integrative health practitioners and so much more. And so I do yes. love the Gold Care platform and what it's doing. And the thing yes. I found really interesting is I don't see it being done any other place with the overarching spiritual aspect of everything we're doing. So I'm on. Great. I'm honored. I'm honored to be part of that with you. So likewise, and I you. appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, a sincere thank you for yeah. um, for joining us. Yeah, appreciate you. And thank you to the listeners for joining us today. I definitely look forward to each day, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. on Looking for Healing Talk Radio. And we will continue to grow and learn in the realm of natural health. This is Dr. Jana Schmidt wishing you God's blessings and knowledge, wisdom, and abundant health. <laughs>